Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Kellos, episode 503. That's right, it's October the 4th. We're past the 500 celebration and back on to the (laughs) regularly scheduled programming. You know, what a wonderful thing it is to do your own show because, uh, you know what, I just leave my mess ups in there because I think it's more legit. Right. I mean, you can all relate. Hammer a word here or there, misspeak, uh, get lost down a rabbit trail. But I try really hard to uh, limit that. Right. I mean, I got to focus when I'm doing the show, but I got to be honest, I do the show without a net. It's almost always one take. Uh, Sometimes I have to pause it to cough or go deal with something, but I come right back where I left off, which is sometimes where there's some interesting glitches in there. I don't rehearse it. And quite frankly, I basically just throw down a couple of bullet points of things I want to hit in a particular show and roll. I think the authentic nature of who I am comes through and the ability to, as they say, wing it has really uh, proven its might, if you will. So, all right, before we get into the program for today, let me remind you the best thing you can do to help me to make a difference is like, share, and subscribe to this program. And follow me on the social medias, the social medias. Yeah, that's right. There's Facebook, there's Gab, there's MeWe. On the Facebook, I have a page and a group. Come and join me there uh, on the Gavin the Miwi, I do post as according to Callus. You can find me. It's not that hard. And as always, I do have a website according to Callus. It's basically just a placeholder. I have not figured out what I want to do there yet, but it has my email and my cell phone number. So if you really want to get a hold of me to, you know, give me your uh, two cents, I'm all ears. Come and take it. <laughs> well, I guess. I should also point out that Monday was the second, which was Gonzalez Day, right? Come and take it. Has more than one meeting when you're in Texas. There's the cannon if you want it. Come and get it. That's right. Uh, following off on the Leonidas uh, claim against the Persians. Yeah, you can have our arms, but you have to come and take them. Every, uh, every red-blooded American feels the same way about their arms. Yet... We're the bad guys. <laughs> you know, and the thing the thing is, and, and I know this is off topic. This is not part of the plan here. So bear with me for just a minute. But every time I hear about law-abiding individuals, I can't help but think that there is no way that any one person can abide by every law that there is. The communists knew this full well. They said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. I I really, I don't like that. I prefer the idea that every man should be able to carry the firearm of his or her choice, right? Every person should be able to carry the firearm of his or her choice, whether it's open or concealed until such time that they've proven themselves incapable of carrying a weapon. So that puts the onus on you. You have to do something foolish enough For somebody to say, yeah, and then, even then, it's not perfect. And while I I understand the concept behind a red flag law, that is something straight out of Minority Report. You're finding people guilty of (laughs) 
crimes they haven't even committed yet. The potential's there, so we have to protect the world. Really? Well, if that's the case, why don't we arrest all of Congress? Well, I mean, if that's the case, you should arrest every male. Well, actually, I'm going to feed into a little feminist diatribe here, I guess. But you should arrest every male because they are potential rapists. I mean, only seems to reason. Never mind that more men are raped in prison than women are raped, period. As a percentage, not as a total number. Not my statistic, but you should go look it up. You might find it enlightening. Well, where should we go for today? Well, it is Wednesday. I've asked you to follow me. Um, Let me remind you that if you're feeling particularly motivated, you can rate and review this here program on your favorite podcatcher. And for the time being, it still gets shown up over at the YouTube. So check it out. I, I try and be done in 30 minutes so that you can listen in as little as 20 minutes on your commute. A little bite size of what's going on in the world. Not really. It's what's going on in McKinney, Collin, and Texas. Because we can't fix the world, and while things are very interesting in the rest of the world, and we can't fix D.C., while things are very interesting in D.C., apparently the uh, speaker has been vacated. (laughs) I don't think that's going to change one thing for the rest of us here in Texas, but hey, it's good theater, right? And that's what we always want. We want our theater. Give us our bread. Give us our circuses. Speaking of bread and circuses, you need to look no further. That's right. The McKinney ISD Board of Trustees is at it again. Oh, you doubt me? You you think that uh, perhaps I'm a little off? Well, let me give you something for consideration. Now, mind you, I have a definite opinion on the school district and the way they've tr- tr- treated people and the way they deal with simple things. But it should be pointed out that uh, none other than Mr. Philip Hassler who is, by the way, going to be up for re-election this next term. Philip Hassler, I guess an alleged Baptist, uh, First Baptist uh, McKinney, allegedly. Uh, And, oh, by the way, this same guy that has defended pornography or inappropriate material for underage children also apparently owns a Chick-fil-A restaurant. I find that very interesting that nobody's bothered to write Chick-fil-A wondering why that they would allow a guy that protects pornographic materials for underage children to own a Chick-fil-A. I mean, they are supposed to be family friendly. I mean, I don't want the family to be that friendly, but apparently the McKinney ISD school board, with the exception of Chad Green, is a-okay with that. So let's, let's look at some new language that was inserted by Mr. Philip Hassler. McKinney Independent School District, McKinney ISD, Board of Trustees does not permit a McKinney ISD campus to employ or accept as a volunteer a chaplain to provide support services and programs for students as assigned by the McKinney ISD Board of Trustees or governing body of the school. So if you're a chaplain, you're not allowed to be around young children. Think about that. Chaplains who have to get certified by the state. Now, I understand, not a big fan of the whole state and church thing, but just go with me for a minute here. These people have to get background checks. These people have to be certified. They go through certain hoops to be, let's put it this way, as well behaved as a chaplain you could be. But no, 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 they're not allowed to be 
with children in the McKinney ISD. However, our avowed crazy semi-Satanist, atheist, whatever his definition is, and as long as he's still considering him, uh, the guy that is allowed for his child to permanently deface his or her body and pretend to be the opposite race that the opposite race. <laughs> there we go. The opposite sex of which they were burned. Or, oh, wow. Uh, a little more caffeine, but it's a little late in the day. Let's try this one more time. The mentally unhinged individual that I suspect might be barking at the moon has allowed and encouraged at least one child to mutilate their body so as to pretend they are a sex they were not born as. Yes, that guy is around your children, and that's A-okay. Their poor child that clearly needs mental help, clearly. And I wish that somebody had the courage to say, get that child some help. Nope. They get to be around your children, your underage kids, but not a chaplain. Not if Philip Hassler has his way. And apparently, apparently it was passed. And signed on by none other than Larry Jaggers. Now, what's interesting to me is Larry Jaggers is also allegedly a pastor. So I got to ask myself, what exactly is the fear of a black pastor that he wouldn't want a chaplain to be around children? Now, I would think that a pastor with at least some history relating to the civil rights movement might have some interest in having chaplains or religious people around underage children because they're less likely to get issues or problems from them just statistically speaking yet no no we can't allow that and i think i think his fear was somebody else might be allowed to sneak through (laughs) yeah i think that horse has already left the barn there larry yeah i suspect we've already got plenty of bad apples that are volunteering right now and To be fair, the people that I'm quantifying as bad apples strictly has to do with their own personal behaviors, probably not anything they've actually done within the school that I'm aware of or done with children that are not of their own that I'm aware of, yet they're tolerated, encouraged, and protected, yet no, we can't have chaplains because apparently that's a cause for concern. You wouldn't want to have a state-certified religious or semi-religious person there to work with children and spend time around children because that might be hazardous to their health. Hmm. I wonder, do we have clinics in McKinney ISD? And who's operating in those clinics? Perhaps uh, protected or formerly protected murderers, otherwise known as abortion doctors, right? I mean, I think it's a fair question if you're an OBGYN Did you or have you in the past ever committed murder? Oh, yeah, I know they they said it was okay, but that's still icky stuff. But apparently they might be just fine around your child, right? But nope, nope, not chaplains. Now, I got to say, and I want to put this in here because I, I, I can hear in the back of my head, well, what about the scandal with priests and children? Okay. What about the scandal of bad pastors and children? Okay. Here's the thing. I do have some slight personal experience having known a gentleman. Well, gentleman would be a great a man. No, a male who apparently had affinity 
for young boys. And when he was outed, when he was caught, he did the only sensible thing he could do end his life. He spared all those families the trauma having to go to court. He spared all the families having to confront their abuser. He spared the church that he worked at any more embarrassment. The only thing that would have been better is if one of the fathers or several of the fathers would have got a hold of him ahead of time. But that would be unchristian-like now, wouldn't it? We wouldn't want to allow that now, would we? But I'll tell you right now, if I thought or I had evidence that that would have been my young daughter being abused by anybody, I'd be in jail right now. That person would be pushing up daisies, but I'd be in jail. Now, fortunately, that didn't happen. Fortunately, we made decent choices and avoided all that, as far as I know. And both of my daughters are fairly well-adjusted young adults and are doing fairly well, as far as I can tell, because I don't know everything and they are adults and they act like it. So I thank God that I never had to go down that path. That is a dark place indeed. But, but apparently, apparently Philip Hassler and Larry Jaggers, they want you to know they're going to protect you and your families by preventing chaplains from being able to serve in the McKinney ISD. Can't have that. No, 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 no. That's, that's just uncalled for. Now, one wonders, uh, when the neighboring ISDs are quite fine with, uh, or I shouldn't even say it's the ISD, the the neighboring, uh, counties table or I don't want, man, I want to be real careful. I say this neighboring communities apparently are just fine with perverts presenting books to children. And apparently there's some wackadoo parents that are perfectly okay with parading their children in front of these perverts who quite frankly, probably have mental issues themselves And causing additional confusion because we don't have enough problems and issues in our world today. No, 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 no. We're going to compound it by confusing children. I, I, I can see it now, but mommy, I think I might actually be a little girl. Well, son, we don't know that to be true, but let's go take you to this counselor who, you know, gets paid by. Yeah, I know. I'm going to leave it blank because I don't want to, I don't want to invite that lawsuit to I don't know, affirm your gender assignment. And then we can feel so much better. The dads, of course, going, uh, well, I have to go to work. I can't be involved in this. I trust that you're going to handle this. (laughs) And then little Johnny comes back as little Susie and well, wake up. I never in my 50 plus years would I've ever imagined a time and a place where parents would actually be unhinged enough to let a six-year-old determine that they're actually not what their plumbing is and that they would continue to send their children to the government indoctrination camps where this stuff happens. And then not only that, they defend the government indoctrination camps for where this crazy comes from. And if that wasn't enough, well, we'll just stick them in front of the TV and put on that Disney Plus all day. And well, you never know. I'm just curious. Who thought that was a good idea? Who who really thought that we were going to have a net positive out of any of this? Hey, but don't worry. The McKinney ISD 
Phil Passler, Larry Jaggers, they're looking out for you and your families. Yeah, you got to keep away those evil chaplains. Okay, I've, I've beat this uh, horse enough. <laughs> All right. So I was uh, cruising around the city of McKinney today, and I was up by the uh, Cowan County Courthouse. And for those of you that don't know, it's about a quarter mile or so from where McKinney North High is at, or McKinney High North. Well, I guess it's McKinney North. There's McKinney High that's over east of 75. There's McKinney Boyd and McKinney North. So McKinney North. Now, keep in mind, this location probably in the past would have been the ideal location to put the stadium that is supposed to be the centerpiece of McKinney near the geographic center of McKinney. But no, 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 that's a different story. Let's let that one go. No, no. Apparently, apparently this high price, great location, real estate is best suited for apartments. That's right. That's right. You know, we had a tractor company go in on 75 and when something happened with that, well, we just thought we'd put some more government offices in there because, you know, that's a good use of government money to put it on some of the most expensive real estate in city right off of 75. But to go on better than that, let's just go ahead and throw up some more apartments there because, you know, we don't have enough of those in the city of McKinney as it is. Now, I understand. I understand there are a lot of people moving here. There is demand for quote unquote cheaper places to live cheaper being in the eye of the holder and completely subjective. Yes, I understand. But once upon a time, I had a conversation (laughs) with people that were, let's just say in a place that they could have made a difference if they were really interested in doing so. And nothing came of it. And perhaps one day I'll, go back and do a show where I talk about the various options that you could have for less expensive housing within the city limits. I know I've touched base on it a few times in the past, but perhaps we could do a whole episode on just different things the city could do or tolerate or allow or however you want to phrase it in order to accommodate people that don't want to spend four grand a month on a house or three grand a month on a one bedroom apartment or whatever it is these days. I don't know. And I was fortunate I got locked in at a relatively reasonable rental rate, the lease, whatever. And prior to that, I owned two houses, which I had gotten before the real estate went completely crazy. But I know the next time I buy a house, I'm probably not going to be that fortunate, especially with the way we're doing things around here. But again, I've seen many, many times on the social medias about people complaining about the businesses that go in or there's another car dealership or this or that or the other thing. But I'm here to tell you, if that property is on 75 or on 121 or really, for heaven's sake, on Custer, it's so expensive. The only thing you could really afford to go in there is a multi-use development, some kind of business or an office building. But of course, the solution is to just throw in more apartments. You know, because you're going to own nothing and be happy. (laughs) Oh, you don't think those things are related? Well, I'm sorry. They are. Um, All right. Last thing. I don't know how much time I'm going to spend on this. This will be probably a relatively short uh, program, being that I spent so much time talking about the McKinney ISD's follies again. Let's talk about it. So we got elections coming up. That's right. Elections. We've got the... uh, Constitutional amendments, those are the things that the uh, legislature is not bold enough to actually do anything about. 
and they just want to pat themselves on the back because they turned it over to us, yet they failed to give us a vote on Texas independence. So you go figure that out. And then, of course, uh, our friends over in Princeton, they're having their municipal elections. Uh, curious to see what's going to play out with that. And then, of course, there's oodles and oodles of bond elections. For those of you that don't know what a bond is, that's a give us permission to take more loans so we can build more stuff that we probably won't utilize well so that we can tax you more later. Oh, did I say that out loud? Now, look, I understand. There are legitimate things that get built with bonds. There are lots of good things that happen with bonds. So you have to actually go look at the bond and find out what it is it's going to actually do. But I got to tell you, my knee-jerk reaction is to say no. Not just no, but heck no. But but again, I do realize, especially living in Collin County, where we have arguably the most penny-pinching, conservative, fiscally speaking, commissioner's court in the entire state, maybe even the entire country. And they had to raise their taxes, not once, but twice in a row. Based mostly on the fact that the inflation is so high and everything's out of control, but they got to pay for things. And there's things that they had pushed off, hoping that things are going to get better. And this is my opinion on the matter. I have not run this by any of the people I know, but I got to tell you, it's frightening to me that we're in this place. But here we are. So let's consider, we know that most of the time, good conservatives, good Republicans, we spend most of our time fighting amongst ourselves. We don't unify for tickets. We don't, we don't think about the greater strategy here. We would rather spend our time going after um, a soft Republican or an establishment Republican instead of dealing with the crazy leftists. And that leaves us in a uh, kind of a sad place, right? Because now we're stuck with the idea that <laughs> we can't do any better. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe it at all. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that we do have options. We do. We just need to think ahead. We need to make better choices. And I hate to put it that way because I think it's kind of funny, but when when you look at what we're dealing with, when when you look at the lack of thought, right? That goes on with a great number of things that we do when we run in elections and when we go and fight against bonds and we we go to deal with the constitutional amendments and i gotta tell you i i've seen multiple reviews on the constitutional amendments in texas not a one of them impresses me now i imagine that you could probably find a couple of them that are worthy of passing and don't take my word for it you should go look up see what the uh, texas scorecard has to say maybe go check out what bob hall's recommendations are maybe maybe there's something there worth doing I don't know. Uh, me, myself, by the time I go to vote, yeah, I'll take the time and I'll I'll review what those guys think about that. They, they've clearly spent the time investigating and looking at what the cause and effect of some of these things are. I have not. I'm going to be honest. I, and I don't want you to take my word ever. I've always said that. Don't just take my word. You should go investigate. You should go on your own and check it out. 
And if you think I get it wrong, feel free to let me know. But, uh, you know, so that that explains the constitutional amendments. kind of talks about the bonds. We've already covered that, right? Again, knee-jerk reaction. Heck no. But there are things that we have to do. For instance, in Collin County, we have to expand the jail. Not excited about it. In fact, it's kind of a sad day. But we now have 1.2 million people in Collin County. So where there's more people, there's more crime. There's more people incarcerated. It's just the way it is. And when we built that jail, we had half of that population, approximately. So here we are. We got to expand it. That's an expense. Now, maybe we could have saved for it. Maybe, maybe we could have done something different. I don't know. But a bond is usually how they fund this stuff. And that makes sense. And that's the way you got to do. And you got to do roads. And roads are almost always bonds. And, you know, I trust our commissioner's court. I trust that they're doing what's best for the county because I know at least half of them fairly well. And I talk to them. I have conversations with them. And they're like, yeah, we got to do this. We got to take care of the county. That's our job. You know, yeah, we would like to not spend the money. We would like to not do these things. But we got we got to do it now because if we push it off any longer, we're going to have bigger problems. So fair enough. Okay. So Cowling County's bonds probably gets a free pass this go round. Probably. What about all the ISDs? What about all the little city bonds? I mean, we 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 just got done shooting down the bond for the public airport, right? The public-private, a.k.a. fascist airport that we were going to have in McKinney. Oh, but we don't talk about that. Don't worry. It'll come back again later. Just don't. Don't you worry about that. But <clears throat> I know it's real easy. There's a lot of folks out there. Well, you know, it's for the children. Oh, you know, it's for the police or it's for this or for that. And we don't question those things. And of course, we're going to do it. And most of the stuff, barely a net positive, most of the stuff. And that's just from my experience over the years. That's not to say it's all bad. It's not to say that there aren't good things, but they package the stuff together. So you get the good and the bad. And it's a question. Do you want to spend more money on something? Do you think you're going to get an actual payout? I don't know. But you need to investigate that. You need to make that decision for yourself. And you need to not beat up somebody that disagrees with you. They may just feel differently about it than you do. And then on those municipal elections, you know, I think Princeton's the only one that's on the ballot this November. I happen to know Cindy Darlin. I know about her little team of people that they're running out there. I know Princeton's in pretty good stead right now with the uh, team they've put together. I know they got a bit of a crazy leftist as a mayor and hopefully they'll be deposing her soon. (laughs) She'll go away. But, you know, municipal elections are another ball game. They're not a partisan race. I mean, we should have partisan races. I've talked about that. As a matter of fact, let's just take a little brief pause here. There's two primary problems in Texas. One is all races are not partisan. And two is they're not closed primaries. If you have a closed primary, you keep your opponents from interfering in your election. It's not perfect, but it's much better than what we have now. And if you have a, I don't know, a partisan race for everything, you at least get to utilize the shortcut of party identification to know whether or not they're going to be more closely associated with you or not. It's no coincidence that the mayor of Dallas is now suddenly a Republican. Well, of course, he's going to run for, you know, office at the state level. 
So he, he wants to identify as a Republican because that's how you win in Texas. It doesn't matter if you actually agree with anything. I mean, we've got 300 some planks on that platform. You can claim to be well over half and nobody knows. Nobody cares. Well, he's a good Republican, right? He gave money to the right candidates, right? He voted in our primaries. It's all right. Well, here's the other thing about that scenario. In Collin County, pretty much everybody votes in that Republican primary. And by that definition, everybody's a Republican. When quite frankly, we do have a lot of Republicans who are actually, in fact, Democrats. Or progressives. Now, that's not to say there aren't progressive Republicans. God knows we've had enough of those, starting all the way back with Teddy Roosevelt. And I could make the argument, Abraham Lincoln and the radical Republicans of the Civil War era. But let's not go down that path. We're focusing on the here and the now. The two biggest problems we have is we can't have a partisan race for municipal offices. Now, I understand the theory behind that. It is icky, right? We're supposed to all be in the same team, same community. We want to work together and the rate and the party race should go aside. That's, that's something at the state level. We don't want to deal with that in the city. Well, that sounds real great in theory, but that's not how it works. That allows the Democrat machine to outperform, outwork, and quite frankly, in the long term, seize control of each and every state that they operate in. Because the Republicans, well, you know, if they're not surrendering, they're just being plain stupid. And I say that as a proud Republican. You've got to know your limitations. And apparently the Republican Party suffers in that and that they refuse to address their shortcomings. It's okay to be ignorant. You can fix that. It's okay to be naive. You improve over time. But it's not okay to be stupid. It's not okay to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It never happens. So that being said, you need to vet your candidates. You need to spend some time talking to people. Not just one person, but multiple people. And get a read on it. Get a figure on it. And then when you go vote, you don't have to tell anybody who you voted for. It's a free country and you need to act like it. And with that, <laughs> I'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, I will see you on the other side.